0: El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19.
1: Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita.
0: This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So Welcome to The
2: Power of Us, a podcast where Abel and Rosie lead us in nurturing, equipping, and empowering the relationships in our life through their experience and vulnerability. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to The Power of Us. I'm Rosie. And I'm Abel. And uh, today's interesting... Well, I think every day is interesting, but we're going to talk about an issue that is kind of difficult to talk about.
0: Yeah, that's finances.
2: Yeah, money, money, money. Um, Especially being... I don't know. I I guess the only thing I've ever been is Mexican-American, but being Mexican and dealing with money is so difficult because... The man is supposed to make the money, you know? That's what we were taught. I don't know about in your household. Well, your household was different because you came from a single mom, kind of, no?
0: Right. But I mean, I think in general, the man is supposed to be the one that brings home the bacon. The man is supposed to be the one that goes out and kills and then brings it back for his family type of thing. Right, yeah. You know, hunter-gatherer. But that's actually become one of the biggest issues that leads to divorce. Obviously, the number one issue that leads to divorce is conflict resolution. Right. And um, like you were telling me earlier, babe, um, conflict... The, the biggest ones that that are up there is pretty much finances and then everything else follows.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's money issues that people are having. People think that, um oh, if there's a lack of money, then you're going to have issues. But also if there's an abundance of money yeah. or an uneven income.
0: Or even if you don't agree on how to spend it. But yeah, uneven income is a good one. I mean, we, we all went through that. I think everybody went through that just recently, well, not recently, but a few years ago in the recession. Yeah.
2: 2008, 2009, we were expecting a recession. They said there was going to be a recession, but I think what happened is a man session yeah. is what they started calling it. People, companies, corporations started to get really intelligent, quote unquote, and saying, well, we can pay women less, mm. which we're still fighting to this day. And it's it's we're trying to even it out, but just be upfront. An American male, a white male gets paid more than a white woman or... Or, psh, don't even get into races, African-American and Mexican, and wh- women get paid less. So if you were going to pay a man $18 an hour, you'd hire a woman for 16 Right. So that is what happened. So it became a man session where a man couldn't find a job.
0: Yeah, it became so hard. I remember actually looking for a job Shh. in that time.
2: And we were just, we were, the, the man session began 2008, 2009, and we got married in 2011. Yeah. And you already had a job, but then your company closed, remember? Right. And then you got, you got laid off and then you couldn't find a job and you were qualified. It was the field you had done in forever. It was just women were getting hired Yeah, and, and it became very difficult. And see, for our culture, it is, I think, even more difficult because in the, in the animal kingdom, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but the lion... It stays at home. The male yeah, lion stays true. at home. The lioness is the hunter-gatherer, right. and and these are the lions that we admire, and they're beautiful, and they're king of the jungle and the queen of the jungle. But they do it opposite. Why is it that when a man and woman do it opposite, the family is always questioning the man? Yeah. And and I think, I assume you guys know, um, our listeners that. Abel and I have probably been through that, and I used to really get mad. I still get mad at comments. I try not to let comments on on Instagram affect when they're about me. I'm like, all right, call me old, call me fat, call me whatever. I don't care. But when they talk about my husband, my kids, I get really upset. People Mm -hmm. will get blocked on a second, especially when they said, oh, es un mantenido. Like, one, you don't know my life. Like, why would you just assume that? because my parents have money or my sister um, had money and left me in charge to just manage her money. It's not even that it's ours. You would assume that my man married me for money. It used to get me so mad when, when we got married, there was none. It was just Rosie and Abel and whatever jobs we had at that time. And then the man man session happened and you did start making less than me. And it kind of did affect us. You know, it, it affected us because we had no one to talk about it with like, Hey, what do I do? You know, like I, I have a, I have a job that I have to do. My man is trying to find a job and he's taking care of the kids and you were doing amazing at it. Like if you hadn't been there, babe, to take care of the kids while, while everything went down with writing my book. First of all, this was before Che died. I was writing my book and you totally said, go do it, babe. I'm gonna hold the house down. And, and you giving me, first of all, that liberty of saying, we're going to downgrade on our house. We don't have to be rich. We'll have one car. We'll live with your mom. It, it took a lot of humility on your part
0: mm.
2: of you saying, I don't need to buy clothes every week. Um, I, I don't need to do this. I don't need to do that. You live your dream. You write your book. And then that's when you lost your job. Yeah. Oh, it was so hard. We were sitting, living here at mom's and, uh, It was just very difficult financially and it became even harder when you start thinking people are judging my man and how do I defend him without letting people into my life? So I think I just decided to be silent about it with everyone else and then I kind of became silent about it with you because I didn't know how to talk about it with you.
0: Yeah, I remember going through that and I remember thinking, I don't know what I'm going to do and I don't want to really talk about it with her because what can she say, you know? And so there was a lot, of, uh, a lot of humbling in my part just daily, like feeling like a failure. I'm not providing for my family. I'm not doing enough. And I wasn't even thinking, and nor has it been in my mind to, to I mean, if you make a ton of money, that's amazing. I just want to make sure that I make enough to support everything that we got to do. Anything else in my mind was like, whatever she makes, I want it to be extra for her. Or if anything, she can pay the insurance and the cell phone bill, but I got to hold down yeah. the house. I want to hold down the majority of it. I want her to pay at least amount and whatever else she makes, that's going to be great for her on the side.
2: And, and I know we didn't talk about it, but I knew that it was an underlying issue because you wouldn't add yourself to our bank accounts. I remember for like months and years, I'd be like, babe, go to the bank and add yourself to our bank account. It is our money. I yeah. wanted you to feel comfortable, but you didn't feel comfortable. Yeah, that
0: was just another pride thing where I'm like, I'm not going to take one cent from her. I'm for sure not going to take anything from her family or ask anything of them. Mm-hmm. But I, whatever I make, I want to make sure that I have enough to spend it because I made it. Not because I'm having to take from my wife or anything like that. That was just my personal thing that I was trying to just battle through of, of just being a man and saying, I didn't have a daddy and... I I'm just going to make sure that I'm going to hold myself down and I'm not going to need to need anybody's help. You know, I didn't have my daddy to help me. So I'm just going to make sure I do it on my own. So I'm for sure not going to take it from my wife. So how did
2: you feel when I was working and you were taking care of Sammy and Casey? Hmm.
0: So, I mean, that was, that was difficult to just kind of just be there. And the worst part was, is that it was, it was difficult in the beginning for me to swallow that pill, Mm -hmm. but then I actually got kind of real lazy. If I can be completely honest with you. And I think that's what a lot of our, our men do. And that's why the fights come in. Because yeah. then she feels like he's just kind of just being content with being there. And I kind of was mm. for, for a bit, to be honest with you. Of getting able to, to wake up, being able to wake up late. Just doing a few things and then not having anything else to do. So the issue was that I was being not productive at all. With mm. my life, with, uh, with everything that was with going on to the house, my dreams. Everything was just bare minimum. So I think that was the issue um, where I, where I was like, what the hell am I doing?
2: Yeah, I remember now. I was. I'm, I've always been really appreciative of the dad that you are, because you never stopped being good for Casey and Sam. They were always showered. They were always fed. It was always done. They were always dropped off where they needed to be. But in other areas of your life, whether it, even your ministry, you singing, you just stopped. And I'm like, you're not even doing that. What's going on with you? I think you kind of fell into a depression because. I remember seeing you get into video games again, and you hadn't for so long, and then sleeping a lot, and then that's when I felt, he's depressed. It's not that he's a lazy man. I know who I married. He used to get up at three in the morning to drive to work. I'm like, I didn't marry a lazy man. Now I had to realize he's depressed, and I have to help him get out. So we then had the conversation. It was a hard conversation of, you know what, baby? I make more money than you. It doesn't make you less. And you have to know that. And I had to humble myself in saying, I didn't make you feel like a man in other areas. And it's a a woman has to, I don't make you a man. That's self-esteem. That's you and God. But I have to cheer you on. And I wasn't cheering you on at all in anything. I was just like, I got to work. I got to go. I got to come. I got to do this. I got to do that. You handle the kids. And I didn't think any less of you. I really didn't. I actually thought like, this works for us. And it's, I just got upset at people judging us. Mm. So what I, I I think an advice that we can give people before we invite our guests is have the talk about you guys, not comparing yourself to your culture or your parents or your grandparents or the way you thought it would be, because this was not the life we thought it would be. You wanted me to be a stay at home mom and then it reversed. And then we had the whole world watching. So have the talk where it's individually, you and your husband, this relationship, this timeline, this government, the time that you are living now, without having to worry about what's my mom or my dad gonna say, or what are my friends gonna think of my man or my wife. Um, but babe, let's go on a break before we introduce our guests. They're very special guests. I am very excited, um, but let's see. Let, um, you lead us off into the break, babe.
0: Thank you guys so much for being with us again. We'll be right back.
2: You guys know that I'm a speaker, a teacher. I love the word. Mm -hmm. And you can find more of those spiritual snacks on my YouTube channel, Rosie Rivera. Go ahead and have your daily word.
0: And remember to... And rem...
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just... You guys subscribe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And remember to subscribe. Welcome back to The Power of Us. And babe, we have a special guests here. I know,
2: can, I'm excited. Can you introduce them, please? Yes, I want to introduce them because they are very near and dear to my heart. Many of you will know that I have a brother named Gus, and this is his daughter and her husband. Um, so I'm very excited to invite Karina and Eddie.
3: Hello. Hello. Navarro, Hi, right? Yes. Did you ever change your name, Ija? Um, I'm hyphenated, yeah. Oh, cool. I am, I'm cool. Karina Rivera Navarro. Okay, so I'm yes. super excited because I
2: know you guys, mm-hmm. obviously, but I don't know. We've never gotten into the details of your story. So
3: now we're going to learn. I don't know, now We can talk about it a little
2: bit. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I am so proud of Eddie because he is so shy. Yeah. He's He's very quiet. He's very chill at, at parties. He's always, he's here and he knows what's going on, but he's just enjoying it, like on a quiet level. Yeah. Like, much is, like
1: right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My family's just so loud and nuts that if yeah. you don't step in there and say something, Abel's kind of like that too, right, babe?
3: Yeah, yeah. Abel's chill. Abel's more reserved too. Like, Yeah. Just,
2: we, we're chill. the
3: extroverts yeah. and we're probably
2: married introverts. Mm-hmm. But all right, so tell me a little bit about, I was asking you, Iha, I know you guys have
3: been together forever, mm-hmm. but when did you guys meet? We met in middle school. So we've known each other since middle school. Crazy. Um and then we went to the same high school and we were always friends. And I had him be in my quinceañera and that's where, you know, we started dating in high school. Okay. So we've been dating since we were So 15. when you invited him to your quinceañera, you already liked him or? No, we were just friends. We had the same friends. So some of the same friends that he had were part of my, you know, quinceañera, my chamelanes.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. So no, no dating before that, nothing had happened before that. We
3: had kissed. <laughs> that was it. That was uh, in ninth grade. How does
2: that happen? Like, what do you mean? You like kissed, but didn't like each other?
1: Well, um, <laughs> we went to the was movies. Was it spin
2: the bottle? No, oh. no, no, no. So
1: <laughs> we just casually uh, we we were wanted to watch a movie, and since we were friends, we were, we would openly toggle, oh, We want to watch this and that. So I don't know how it kind of became. We we said, oh well, let's go watch a certain movie. And at that time, you know, she was still young, so her brother came along with us, kind of as the... Always,
2: the, for sure. Yeah, as yeah. A, her
1: her parents and her brother along. And, and in the movie, I don't know uh, what happened, but um, I kind of laid my head on her lap, and she just there went down is. to kiss me.
3: There it is. And the thing is, it wasn't weird after that. Like, it was just, I don't even know. Like, nothing had ever happened. We were friends. We didn't treat each other weird. We still had a good relationship. We would still talk. And then, you know, I just told him, you want to be part of my, you want to be one of my chambelanas for my quinceanera? He said yes, because like I said, he had the same friend. Like, we had the same friends. So, the same guys were also in my quinceanera. So, it made it really just... It was just fun. It was chill. Yeah,
1: and and in the quinceañera itself is where er everything actually started blossoming.
3: Crazy, really? How? How did that happen?
1: Well, she had a boyfriend at the time. (laughs) And um, I think originally I kind of kicked it off. I I saw we were all playing basketball during one of the quinceañera practices. And I saw her uh, wipe sweat off of uh, her current boyfriend's uh, forehead. I mean, I'm not her (laughs) boyfriend. Her ex-boyfriend, well, ex-boyfriend's uh, forehead, and I kind of thought to myself, "Wow, I kind of want a girl to to do that for me." Nice. And then that's where I kind of like she, I saw that nurture nurturing part in her, and uh, and the, that's where it sprouted in me. And then it came from a couple of dreams. After that, we kind of yeah. shared with each other. You know? Like he,
3: yeah, he was like, "I had a dream that," um, or "I had a dream, me, Karina. I had a dream that Eddie had told me." To had to leave my boyfriend for him, and I was I thought that was so funny because how he is as a friend, it's it's just he wasn't like that as mm-hmm. you know he wasn't flirtatious with me. We 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 never flirted like that with each other. We never were like dirty or acted, you know, inappropriate with each other. It wasn't part of his character. No, it wasn't part of his character. So that's how we were. So I was so open to be able to tell him that. I said, oh my goodness, Eddie, I had a dream that you told me to leave my boyfriend for you. And then Eddie, because he had played soccer during all my contina practices, so we would always talk. He would tell me, oh, okay, I can't go to this one's because of my schedule. So I told him that dream. He stayed kind of quiet. And then he was like, um... You had told me what? I think I kind of like you, and I was like, "Shut up!" I'm like, <laughs> "That's the yeah. response you wanted." <laughs> <laughs> so, it, like, I didn't believe him, or I didn't, you know, take him serious that way. But then it just kind of grew, or just kind of blossomed like that for some reason. And then we've been together ever since. Wow. Yeah, 15. So I we grew it. up. Wow. And when did you guys get married? How we old got you guys? married when we were 25. We were 25 when That's we got good. married. That's good. So 10 years into dating on and off, because we dated for eight years on and off. Right. And then I remember yes, that. Part. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I remember the on and
2: off. Yeah. There's been so many things. Mythi we Alhwan. Like Big Bear. Like I'm done with him, Thea. That's it. I'm like, dang. My Theo Juan like- was like,
3: why'd you change your number for? I'm like, well, I had to change my number, Thea. Well, why? Is it because of the microphone? Because Eddie has curly hair, so he would call him microphone. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, yeah, after 10 years, uh, we had one, uh, our first son, Emiliano, in July. And we got married in December. Yeah, December 8th. Yep. So. It's been, this year I'll be six years married and 16 years together in September. Now, Karina's wedding, I'm horrible with birthdays and
2: dates, but Karina's wedding is so engraved in my heart because we were all in Vegas mm-hmm. or coming back yep. when my sister's plane went down yep. and she was so sad that she couldn't make it to your wedding mm-hmm. she was even telling you to change it right I'm like sister yeah. why are you going to tell her to change the day <laughs> of her life she's like I have to be there yeah. everyone knows she's my favorite <laughs> yeah. Che would not even not even hide it Karina yeah. was her favorite from day one yeah, she sure. even said like why didn't you come out of my vagina you're just like me Karina is just like my sister
3: yeah so um, and I know she would have been there so it was always something Something very uh you know i we spent our wedding with our family so that's always so important and it just like you said the the changes but i know god has a certain plan because it just things how they work out yeah, yeah. and
1: and till this day uh, we got a a mystery bottle of Moet um and roses mm-hmm. that we never know who it came from crazy we we got after our wedding we got came to our room and uh, we saw a bottle of Moet and roses and
2: oh my god I got the and, chills. and we we
1: don't we still don't know who it is we we have we assume right. it might have been but we we're, we're yeah, still not we sure because
3: we asked all of our family members we asked everybody like did you send us a bottle of this, this and that they're like no
2: oh my god I yeah. love it probably yeah. it was yeah. you know it sounds like Che yeah that's just what to what send I'm something yeah. without saying anything mm-hmm. and yeah that sounds like her okay so then you guys. <laughs> Emiliana was born, you Mm -hmm. guys got married, and then when did issues begin in your relationship? Um, Marriage.
3: uh, In marriage, I think everything was fine. You know, of course you deal with ups and downs because me and Eddie, since we were so young, we grew up together. So Mm -hmm. we had dealt with so many other issues in our relationship that getting into the marriage, it was a different ballgame. When you get married, it's completely, completely different. It's not like you're dating. It's not like you just say, I'm walking out of the front door, like, bye. Mm -hmm. No. It is so different. So Eddie and I decided to pursue our personal dreams, and he had never been in the food industry. It was always me. I'd always been, all my jobs for some reason have always brought me back to either food, customer service, or something like that. Hosting, serving. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And um, so Eddie decided he wanted to pursue this little itch that he had in his butt, (laughs) and <laughs> and do um, catering. catering, yeah, catering. So he left his corporate job, and this was in what, 2013? Yeah, this was 2013, yeah. December. Yeah, December 2013, and that's what we did. And um, we did that for a few months, and it just crashed. It was something that we learned how to do. We didn't know what we were doing. We just tried to push as much as we can. And then after we left our apartment and moved into his mom's house for a little bit. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really tough for that time because, you know, Emiliano was with his mom a lot. And uh, we were working, you know, we would go out to Palm Springs. We were all over the place. And then we just, it, everything just kind of crashed right there. I,
2: I commend you for, both of you, for taking the courage to say, we're going to jump off this cliff. And then you guys did it together. Yeah. Of saying, we're, we are starting this mm-hmm. catering business. And it's his dream, but I joined him with it. Because I remember like the curly top, and mm-hmm. it was flan
3: and the mm-hmm. best flan. Do you guys still yeah, do we still other? Yeah, we still do flan. And it was just a catering thing. It was just, of course, yeah you need money in order to do that and that's where it was so hard because even though you have these dreams and goals and ambitions to do certain things in a business you need that money especially for what we were doing
1: yeah and that brings us back to the financial thing uh at that point i took out all my 401k that i had saved up in my job it was almost going on six years and uh karina was waitressing before the, no no you were in the medical field at that point yeah
3: because it was at emiliano yeah. and
1: so we both quit our jobs um uh we invested half of the that 401k money on supplies and marketing and little things like that just to get jump started and yeah we just had a little cushion left um and it was going okay for i would say the first year or so mm-hmm. and then you know as since you need that kind of the circle of money to keep going um It started diminishing little by little, and that's when the stress started coming. That's that's when it started hitting us. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Where do you think it came from first? Who was the first person to crack and be like, this started becoming a big, evident issue? I think it
3: was actually the both of us. And we're, like I said, since there's so much growing up, we kind of each try to deal with it our own way and separate. Like I said, we weren't coming together anymore. It was just a separation. It was like he was dealing with his mental emotional stuff and I didn't want to talk about it I wanted to deal with my emotional and mental stuff on my own so we weren't coming together as one and we were Mm. both cracking I think at the same time
1: yeah in our own ways.
3: yeah there you go in our own ways and then we had to leave our apartment like where we were at And we, like I said, we moved into our parents' house. I mean, his mom's house. And then a couple months after that, I found out that I was pregnant with Carolina. Wow. Yep. So everything was really just so hard. And I went to my mom's house. When I found out I was pregnant, I moved to my mom's house. He was living at his mom's house. So we were dealing with that. He had sold his car, the Trailblazer, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: So we had one- My only car. yeah. So we had one car at the time. And then after that, we started, um, Eddie was just doing other, like, he's like, okay, well, I'm just going to get a job. So Eddie started working and doing all these other small side job things. And at the time, I, of course, nobody's going to want to hire a pregnant person. Right. And so I was doing flanness and which was fine because it was, but well, it was kind of working out for us for a little bit with the flanness. So, so. Yeah. It I mean, it yeah. wasn't the, it wasn't bringing us. A shitload of money, but it was—we were sort of. Surviving. We're still eating a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you are surviving. You guys are eating. We were able
1: to buy bottled water and and things like that.
3: Bottle of water and plant yeah. <laughs> Um. So then that was really really hard. Uh-huh, See, was... there's all these strains. You notice, babe? Like, I
2: love it because they jumped off a cliff and they're flying, but then. The, the the business is kind of a little shaky, and then they have to move in with their mom. And even if his mom is fantastic, yeah, there's still a strength. Nobody yeah, nobody mm-hmm. wants to be with
0: their mom. You want to be able to be in your private Free, home. Right. Yeah, walk around in your underwear, just fight yeah. even. The, uh, right,
2: like. and then the baby comes in. Right. And yeah. all those fears that you get, like because you start Gosh. thinking about college. You're mm-hmm. pregnant with this child, and you're already thinking about college. Or do we even want, what schools is she going to go to? Exactly. So you start to worry, knowing like, dang, are expensive
0: yeah like
2: did we make the wrong move mm-hmm. and then what happened did did you get and then you guys aren't talking which yeah. is exactly the exactly thing that we were talking about right. we didn't talk about it yeah you're living it you're doing you're going through it but you don't even know how to start the
3: conversation yeah it's did uncomfortable it crack? did yeah. you guys break yeah we did we broke and I think it was after though our daughter came it was because like I said we were both not living together we had a weird uh it living was,
1: it was a weird dynamic at that point um I think from us being together since we were 15, we made all of our mistakes together. So that specific issue kind of, you know, exposed all of our problems and and we had to deal with everything all at once. Even the little stuff that happened at 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, um, all, all kind of came right in the forefront for us. And, uh, Yeah, she she felt more comfortable at her mom's and her parents' house. So I was like, go ahead. You know, I'm not going to force you to be here. You know, I want you to feel comfortable. There's a little baby on the way. And that was difficult for me because, you know, I couldn't see my little daughter every day. And I was, I think at that point, I had like two to three jobs Mm -hmm. just just juggling them all. Wow.
2: So you guys were separated physically but still together Mm -hmm.
3: emotionally. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, we were.
1: Well, the emotional thing was... That was when it was was, was, starting. That was kind of breaking as well. That
3: was starting. And I think... Like I said, when we didn't talk about it, and since we wanted to deal with it on our own, And being sick 15 and you grow up with somebody, if you don't really know how to talk about those issues Mm -hmm. right then and there, they kind of just start building. They start building, they start building, start building, and then you get this big-ass mess. And Mm -hmm. that's what we had. We had a big-ass mess. We didn't talk about financial issues. We didn't talk about all the crap that we had dealt with in our relationship that had to deal with trust, love, and fidelities, and all this other stuff, and from the both of us. And it was... It was hard. It was hard just to deal with. And then when we had another baby, it was like, okay, well, we're on our own. We're each other. We're, you're your own person. I'm my own person. We're married, but we're, we're not one. Right. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do for these kids, but on our own instead of together.
1: Yeah, and right. I, I think at that point we we're that's where our mind frame was, let's take care of our kids and we kind of forgot about each other. You know. That's what so many people do. Yeah.
2: Right. We think that we think that um we we do it for the kids and that's a good thing, but in the same way, it can start to destroy you because mm-hmm. you don't take care of each other. And I think when you become a better wife, you become a better mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you become a better exactly. husband, you become a better dad. Mm-hmm. And and we forget that. And especially yeah. with our culture, it's like, put the kids first. Yeah. You're a good mom if you put your kids first before your husband. Yeah. And people will disagree with me, but I'm like, you put your husband at the right place and then everything else will come, your children and, and, and
3: all that. So you guys kind of, was there a breakup? Yeah, we broke up um, at about s- when Carolina was about six months, and we broke up for about a year. Crazy. We broke up for about a year, and in um, that year, we both dated other people. Crazy. It was, yeah, it was completely different, but for some reason, we always came back to each other. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if it was. For the Not necessarily for the kids, because I think we were both really good parents mm-hmm. when I, well, the kids were with me, the kids were with Eddie. It was just, I don't know, like what we have for each other and all of our history. It's like, okay, do we want to let this go? Or what are we going to do? How are we going to try to make this work? And how did it? Like, how did you guys get back together?
1: We you want to say it?
3: How did we? Like, I mean, was well, it a conversation? Or was it like?
1: yeah I think um, it was a
3: conversation that we had
1: we we still like when we split up like i said it was it was from all those accumulated years of of us not fixing issues, and we just didn't know how at that point to how to even try we thought we th- we um thought about going to counseling we never went that route um but yeah, at that point it was kind of a point of no return um after we would still see each other uh when we split up, how, mm-hmm. what do you how how often do you think? Maybe on
3: yeah, but we like when we would drop off the kids. It was mostly
1: your parents dropping yeah, them yeah, off yeah. to me. So we
3: didn't have a lot of physical interaction. I mean, we did a few times, but not. We didn't see each other a lot. Yeah, we would talk. We tried not to argue, and then I don't know. I don't know if it was because, and I wouldn't say that other people in our relationship. Eddie thinks it's other people. That kind of made us want to get back together, but I don't think that was it.
1: Well, I think at some point in the relationship, something shocking needs to happen for you to kind of realize what you really had or, yeah, that's good. you know, or what, you know, we're, you know what you really want. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that happened for us when we split mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Because
3: um, we both got to see, like I said, other people and see... What, what he it was might like want. Out there. Yeah, what he might want, what I might want, and it's not what we wanted. Right, <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> that, that really. makes a lot of
2: sense, too, where you you hit a certain rock bottom. They hit a rock bottom. And then people that are married, we always tend to think, I don't know about you, babe, but sometimes, like, maybe it'll be better with someone else. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be better if I'm single. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll be better if, if we were had something else. And then you get that, and you're like, it's not better. No. I miss him. Better. I miss us yeah how
3: can we make us better and then that's when you think okay how can we make this better like you say how are we gonna take our disaster and just make it into something beautiful and
2: how did you guys start cleaning it up did you guys end up talking about the financial the Mm -hmm. infidelities
3: oh yeah we still we still talk about that all the time because like like what we were talking about earlier at There's certain things that creep up that you have to deal with now, yes, you know you're you're still dealing with it now, and it's um and um so we find ways to talk about it now better and communicate better because sometimes I feel like even though we're so open with each other and we have I would say a really good communication with each other, versus i don't like to compare myself to my parents or or anything, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about the certain communication that they have um i me and him have been able to really talk about things that either bother me or bother him. I think he is more reserved Mm -hmm. on it, though, than I am. Because if something pisses me off, I'm I'm on that damn phone. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) We need to talk about something. You know, versus him where he's more like, he'll wait. He'll wait. And wait.
1: Yeah, I like to analyze the situation a lot more than she does.
0: <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Now, if I could, if I could ask you this question. If, if, Let's say if there's somebody going through this exact same thing, and in order for them to avoid, like, for them not to have to go through the exact same path that you guys went through, what would be a few key things that you would tell them that in order for you to avoid this, you guys should have done this? Or you should do this now, before now, because now we learned it the hard way.
3: Yeah, um, communication, like really taught, not being prideful and coming together as one because that's where it comes down to. If you're not communicating about your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts, your concerns, it kind of trickles down and then you just build all this negativity, resentment, anger inside of you, and then that just kind of breaks down your relationship because you start acting all sour, then your relationship is going to be sour too. Right, exactly.
1: Yeah, because I think when people start putting up their their individual walls is when things start going bad. Exactly. And if you keep those walls down um, and just say what you're feeling and and address every issue, even if it, it hurts your pride, you know, it, you end up taking a step forward instead of burying yourself
2: mm-hmm. d- down. Now I have a question because I've never been through this, so I'm wondering: mm-hmm. you guys break up, date other people. How is how is the relationship now? Do you guys think about them? Is there like a conversation of like, yeah. are you thinking about her? Because that's how
3: I am. I'd be I'm I'd be crazy. Well,
2: um
1: You wanna talk a- about a- the recent experience?
3: <laughs> well, you know, the recent experience is that you know somebody that you know he used to date you know, uh, she kind of communicated with me through social media. So, I mean, it didn't, like I said, it didn't make, how do I even explain this? It pisses me off in the aspect of, okay, you are, you're, you, you were in in the past, you were something that happened. I can't be mad at that. Right. Of course, if you, if you keep on thinking about it, yes, it will kill you, but mm. I'm not focused on that. I Good. wasn't focused on that because yes, that would kill me if right. I focused on that. And I'm like, "No, you know, that was something that happened in the past." And, you know, dealing with that coming to me again was what was bothering me, and it wasn't like Eddie's fault. And the because communi- he was in China when this happened mm. when she decided to communicate with me about her personal problems. So that was a little she does not know que tu te lo vas a restaurar. She does not know <laughs>
2: Karina Rivera so had,
3: You know, I had to just keep it together because I was like, okay, if I do this and I'm going to sound better If I, you know, right. and I'm not. And yeah. I'm not. It's just like, yes, you are the past and I'm not going to be a bitch, but you got to step back. You know, yeah. you know what you're doing, you know. Right. It looked like she was trying to... Of course. To unsettle what was mm -hmm. just about to be fixed. And she knew that Eddie would be there and I would obviously tell Eddie. Right, right. She was trying
2: to cause conflict. Yeah.
3: So then, you know, like I said, I wasn't pissed off at Eddie. I was just like, I had to communicate with him about it. And I'm like, you know, what the hell is going on? Like, he's like, well, why don't you block her? And I'm like, I don't feel like I need to. Right. But it's like, okay, what the hell do I do? You know? So that's something that I like. This barely happened about what?
1: When yeah, did you go to China? Not even a month ago.
3: Mm, crazy. About a month ago, actually. About yeah. a month ago when he went to China. I
1: crazy. get this message when I'm in China.
3: <laughs> <laughs> And uh, mind you, Tia, the time difference is. He get so I'm a whole up day ahead.
1: Asleep. I'm a whole day ahead over there. And, uh, Stop she, worrying about the past. That was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I know. And she text. She sent me a text, and you know, I, you, once you're together for so long, you just get gut feelings on how how the text was made or how she sets things. And I was like, oh, something's going on. <laughs> And then uh Wait, like, you
2: were pregnant? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, because she's you guys don't know Karina's pregnant yes. now. She's having a beautiful, another beautiful baby girl. Yes. This is name, baby number three for you guys. This yes. Baby number three. See, strain is, is trying to come upon you yes. during your pregnancy. Yes,
3: yeah. So I feel like I've, you know, been attacked in other areas and I just like, Lord, just skin. Let me just be calm. Right. Let me just be calm. So um and, like I said, yeah, I'd be honest, like, yeah, it kind of you know irritated me in the aspect because I don't need to reach out to her. I don't have bad blood or bad intentions or nothing. It's just like you are over there, I'm over here, you live your life, you live my life, especially when somebody said that they were in love with your significant other. you know that it's coming from a different right. place exactly, you know you know it's coming from a different place,
2: okay, so people can't hear you, but I mean, can't see you. How old are you guys? I just need them to
3: see. Yes, we are 30. We're 30. 87.
2: 87 have
1: Been together officially since we were 15. Mm-hmm.
3: That's awesome. So half of our lives literally
2: together. Okay. So mm-hmm. now let's remind people we're about to end this podcast. Before you guys go and you and I will continue the conversation, babe, what are the, the key things that help, have helped you guys in your marriage? Love. One from each love
3: Mm -hmm. communication Mm
1: -hmm. love and communication and uh everything that you're usually scared of talking about that's what exactly you have to do for it to to because he's
3: gotten a lot better yeah Yeah. at communicating that's definitely Mm -hmm. good
0: advice um i think that's what every marriage needs regardless of where you at in in whatever stage you might be communication is so important and uh, eddie said something very key is that you have to lay your pride down or even if your pride gets hurt it's communication is going to be what holds a marriage mm-hmm. right. you know a uh, lack of conflict resolution is because you don't communicate about it right 99% of the time it's because you don't say anything.
2: Exactly. So, okay, to all our listeners, you have listened to a young couple, but I need you to know that even if you're 40 or 50, you can learn from these two people yeah. because they have they have been through so much in their young life. So age shouldn't stop you from learning from someone else. The power of us mm-hmm. is about learning from your community. And even though they're 30 and they got together at around 15, they've been through so much that I have learned from them today. Yeah. And and from what I learned from Eddie when I heard them talking, I've learned two things from Eddie today. Well, I've always known one thing about Eddie. He lets Karina be her. You see who Karina is. I've seen her grow up. She's always been this specific type of girl. I I love her personality. I love to hear her talk. She's so strong. She's so wise. She's so out there. Karina never stopped being her, babe. Mm. From her being a little girl who was going to run away at five, she told her mom, I'm (laughs) running away, and she left. Just so you can imagine this child's personality, she walked out the door and said, bye, I'm out, and she left. And that has continued in such a beautiful way that despite whoever Eddie may be, I know one thing about him. He loves who Karina is and mm-hmm. he lets her be her he does. all the time. Whether she's an extrovert, whether she's angry, happy, sad, like he lets her be her. So I think that's very key in their marriage that they might not be able to see, but we can see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Karina gets to be her. And then two, he said, the, the one thing you're afraid to talk about, that's what you should be talking about.
0: Yeah. It's so good.
2: So to all our listeners today, thank you so much for joining us in The Power of Us. And I'm going to leave you with some homework because that's what we do. And we call it your turn. This is your turn. Go to your your alone place before you go with your couple, before you go with your partner, and think, what am I most afraid to talk about? Whether it's an infidelity like they've been through, whether it's financial issues like they've been through, or something else. Whether it's an ex or something that she did when she was 15 or something that I'm going through now something about you because i don't want you to start the conversation about them something that you're afraid to talk about you you open it up um and and start the conversation i feel i am afraid i am sad and open it up and you will see in your vulnerability how it will honor your relationship and begin to let down those walls like they said
0: and begin to build a new relationship wow Definitely. make sure to do this when you guys are not going through a tough moment. Don't do it when you guys are angry and that's when you decide to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Do it honestly in a moment where you guys can both come at it at a neutral position. You know, I think that's going to be the best way that you guys can really confront this hard issue. Right. So thank you so much for joining us on The Power of Us. We are a community. We're a family. We just want to learn from each other and we want to learn from you. Thank you so much for, for being with us today.
3: Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs>